0: Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Well, hello. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thank you so much for joining me today. thought today we would talk about boldness, boldness versus fear, and in every age, in every time, there will always be temptations to be frightened, and certainly today is no exception. So, let's get started. I think the best starting point is always scripture, so I'm going to read you a section from Matthew 10, verses 24 through 33. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. By the way, I should have mentioned, this is Jesus speaking. (laughs) Now picking it up at 27. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. It's a great section. It's a a very famous section, like all of Jesus' words are. But let's just take a look at what he is teaching us here about fear. The first important thing to note is that we are to fear God and not man. And Jesus is our example in this, and we're not above him. So if they were calling him, him names and accusing him of being Beelzebub, so it's no wonder they're going to come up with similar or worse names for us, his followers. And so we are supposed to just be expecting this. And if this is a reminder to us not to fear them, because they're going to be dealt with in due time. Also notice, they might kill us. <laughs> All right, ladies, <laughs> they might kill our bodies, but we should still not be afraid of them. We should rather fear God who can kill more than our bodies, but can kill the soul as well. And our bodies, it turns out, are are expendable because we're going to be given new ones. So believing this, understanding this and believing this helps us to truly fear God and not man. So how do we cultivate this fear of God? Well, we read his word and we do it. We obey him because he is our maker. Capital M, Maker. And as the psalmist says, and not we ourselves, we did not make ourselves. And so we read his word, our Maker's word, and we believe it. And we fear God because we know he is the judge of the whole earth. And everything will be brought to light. Everything will be brought to light. And everything will be put right. All that our enemies are doing right now, whether seen or unseen by us, God does see, and he is going to reveal it all and he's going to judge it all. So, I would much rather fear God than man. We fear God because we know who he is. And when we understand this and it really gets into our bones, we will no longer fear man and we'll have boldness. We'll understand that God values us, that we are his own special people, that he loves us dearly. And so we can trust him and fear him and not be afraid of man. Note this, and I think this is such a great counterpoint here to dealing with fear and, and cultivating boldness. It's from 2 Timothy 1.7. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay, that is so wonderful. <laughs> I'm just going to read it again. He has not given us a spirit of fear, But of power and of love and of a sound mind. All right, did you get that? So he has not given you a spirit of fear or a spirit of cowardice. He's given you a spirit of power by means of the Holy Spirit, not because we in ourselves are super bold and we are so powerful, of course not, but he's given us his Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is powerful and he gives us that spirit. And he's given us a spirit of love the love of a forgiving God, and he's given us a sound mind. That means a mind that is clean because it's been forgiven and redeemed. It's sound, sound mind, not a wobbly mind or a weak mind, but a sound mind. And I tell you, those who do not fear God have lost their minds. Uh, Several months ago, Doug gave a presentation on sexuality on a secular college campus and some agitators came early and took a few of the front rows, and I was sitting behind them. And the, it's really hard to even describe their behavior, but um, it was as though I told like, it was like a spirit of madness was on them. Their conduct was irrational. It was immature. It was disruptive and rude. And you know, it was just like, where did you people come from? And just recently at our psalm sing outside of City Hall, we had a group of protesters, banging on loud drums while we were singing. And they just, they don't understand freedom, or especially in this particular case, freedom of speech. In either of those settings, they were just trying to shut us up. And they don't understand freedom because they're slaves to their own lust. They have a spirit of fear. They are afraid to hear us. They have a spirit of weakness they have a spirit of hatefulness all they can do is make a loud noise and they've been given unsound minds they cannot understand the truth all they can do is bang on drums try and drown us out and in romans 1 paul describes these people he says god has given them up to their uncleanness in verse 24 of romans 1. he has given them up to their vile passions in verse 26. And he has given them over to a debased mind, verse 28. And you just contrast this with what we have been given. We've not been given up, but we have rather been given the gift of power and love and a sound mind. Because we are in Christ. If we fear man, we are forgetting who we are and who God is and where we're going and what we're for. So let me be clear here, I am not saying that a Christian woman might not be, you know, ever be nervous when her husband is standing up (laughs) to profess his faith. Um, I've been there many times and I confess I've had a nervous stomach before, but it's still good practice. It is always good practice for us. So and whether it's you or your children or your husband or your friends or your family, When you're professing your faith you may be nervous but as you proceed god will bless you with boldness especially when we're asking for it if we know who we are in christ we ask for that spirit of power and love and a sound mind a a mind that can think quickly and answer when we are asked questions we can put all of our trust in fear in god at such a time so you take all this fear of man And you say, no, I am going to fear my maker. And he's the one I want to please. He's the one I want to say, well done, not this crowd. I'm not going to try to please them or appease them so they'll leave me alone or be nice to me and not kill me. So remind yourself who God is at times like this. And prepare. Prepare by singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Start with good doctrine about who God is. And pray about these fears. Give them to God. Ask Him to give you this spirit of boldness. In Acts four twenty nine, Peter and John had been commanded by the authorities not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. So they went, when they were finished with that little get-together, they went to, to their companions and they prayed with them. And this is part of the content of their prayer. Now, Lord... Look on their threat and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So we say, Lord, here are these people threatening us. Here are these people threatening to arrest us. Here are these people telling us to, to be quiet and not speak about Christ and not display our freedom in Christ. And so we're to mention these threats to him like, Lord, here are the threats. Please give your servants boldness that we can speak your word. So we can't just go along merrily and expect to arrive. I mean, maybe some people can, <laughs> but just to arrive with boldness on the scene. Now, um, I will say, I think I do know people who can do that. Particularly, my husband is really given to great boldness, but I have to pray for it. <laughs> and I, some of you may need to pray for it also. And then we go forward to do what we've been called to do. Now, I have mentioned here before, I will send up SOS prayers. I believe I have mentioned that. I don't always pray for boldness every day, and I might find myself in a situation I had not expected where I am required to show it right now. And I may be sending up an SOS prayer, and that's good too. But when we know of the threat, we pray for boldness and some of us may never have the opportunity to speak in public about Christ, but we may be called to stand with those who do. And that requires boldness also. So let's be prepared for boldness and drive out all of our fears by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God will provide for us in the moment all that we need. And I really believe that. And I think that as we look at opportunities and things that come up as practice, then we can say, oh, good, this is a great opportunity. God is preparing me to be bolder and bolder. And so stand with those who are being bold and glorify God in it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and blessings to you all.